Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, young chefs, and welcome to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, editor-in-chief of America's Test Kitchen Kits. And I'm Mitzi, an oven mitt, Molly's right-hand gal, and co-host on the show. Welcome to another week of Mystery Recipe! Every week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together. We are on week four of our second season. First up is a round of Guess the Ingredient. Then, after we all find out our theme for this week, it's time for The Scoop, where our junior field reporter, Adelina, will be interviewing a very famous brother and sister duo. And finally, we'll hear from young chefs like you about what they've got cooking up at home in What's Cooking? Each week's theme will all be used to make our grand finale mystery recipe cook-along. So far, we have eggs, vegetable oil, salt, and sugar. Are you guessing along with us at home? I hope so. That's part of the fun. Part of the fun that we miss out on. Maybe, but we get to have tons of fun making the show. That's true. Like testing the recipes, giving our kitty Oliver ear scratches, cutting to the theme song. Oh, let's cut to the theme song. Looks good. I bet it tastes good. Ooh, a spatula. (laughs) Mystery recipe. Does not disappoint. Agreed, Mitzi. All right, it's time for Guess the Ingredient. Right, which means it's time for me to give Oliver some much-needed ear scratches. It's hard work we do here, Molly. Never a moment's rest. Oh, Oliver! All right, let's play Guess the Ingredient. I'll play some sounds, and you at home get to try and guess what ingredient will be our theme for this week. Are you ready to play? Here we go. Guesses what ingredient these sounds all have in common? I'll let you think it over while I call up our official ingredient guesser, Zoe. Zoe is 12 years old and lives in Warren, Rhode Island, and has been our official ingredient guesser since the beginning of Mystery Recipe. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Molly. Well, welcome to another week of Guess the Ingredient. This is a really good one. Are you ready to jump in? All right. I think I am. Okay, let's listen to the first sound. Okay, so that first one, it sounded like a motor being run or something growling. Mm -hmm. But I don't think there'd be like an animal that we'd be eating that was growling like that. uh, Unless we're eating (laughs) dinosaur meat. Welcome to Dinosaur Week. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not we're not doing dinosaurs this week. Yes, continue. 
Uh, I, I'm thinking maybe like a tractor or some kind of mixer machine, like like an industrial size machine. Okay, so thinking more either like farm or or factory, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense based on the sound of a motor, but we'll see. Let's keep on going. Let's listen to the second sound. Okay, so I think that one was like someone cutting it up or like cutting a vegetable up because I would go with the tractor. Okay. So you you heard some cutting. Yeah. Either that or it's like a dough of some sort because that sounds like maybe a bench scraper, like cutting the dough into pieces. Okay. So you heard some kind of tool against something else and a scrape. All right, we'll keep that in the back of our mind. And let's move on to sound number three. Hmm, this one's a hard one. Yeah, this one This one is a tricky one. Think kitchen. What would be in a kitchen that would make those, like, motor noises? Because, I mean, oh, a blender maybe. The first sound sounded a little bit like a blender. yeah. That first sound, because it was like maybe a blender or food processor. It's close. It's not quite the right machine. I can give you some hints about the ingredient as a whole, which then can help us decipher each of the sounds. So here are some hints. All right. This material is made of grain, which is ground down into a powder. It's a very old ingredient with evidence of it being made back in 6000 BCE. And there are all different types of this ingredient, with arguably the most common being labeled as all-purpose. Oh, it's flour. It's flour. Flour week. So maybe like the first sound was like the machine grinding up the wheat, like you said, because flour is made out of wheat. Exactly. The second one, which was like the chop, what could that have been? Well, you are totally right in that it had two elements to that sound. One was not quite a chop, but the sound of something hitting against something else and then it being scraped across. So think about what you do when you're measuring flour. Oh, you use like a cup measure. Mm-hmm. So maybe... Oh, like leveling it. Exactly. So yes, when you measure flour, you put your measuring cup into the flour, pull it up, and then sweep off the top with back end of a butter knife. So the sound of the chop wasn't a chop, but it was the sound of the knife hitting the measuring cup and then sweeping it right off to get a perfectly level cup. That's what the rustling was, like maybe like the rustling of the flower bag, like we had the rustling of the sugar bag last week. Bingo. And then the last one was like a mixer? Not quite. It's like a very, very old-fashioned version of a mixer. A spatula. <laughs> no, not quite. Think think uh, a, a human mixer. Hmm. Oh, kneading. <laughs> yes. That was the sound of kneading dough. Now that makes sense when I think about all of the clues together. Yeah, this was maybe our trickiest one yet. You did an awesome job deciphering all of those sounds. 
Zoe, thank you so much for playing Guess the Ingredient with us. We'll hear from you again next week. I'll see you later. So, Molly, you said flour was made by grinding grains. I always thought it was made of flowers. I can understand why, Mitzi, but the flour that we bake with is spelled F-L-O-U-R. It's different than the flowers in a garden, which are spelled F-L-O-W-E-R. Ah, there are two words that sound the same but have different spellings and meanings. That's right. Flower and flower are examples of homonyms, which, like you said, are words that sound the same but have different meanings. Ah, I get it. Like deer and deer, or board and board, or buy and buy, or... Or scoop and scoop. You can have a scoop of ice cream or get the inside scoop on some breaking news. I see what you did there, Molly. Speaking of scoop... It's time for the scoop. Today, our junior field reporter, Adelina, is here with a famous brother and sister duo. Can you hear me, Adelina? Loud and clear, Molly. We are still setting up our micro-microphones, though. Today's subjects are protein molecules, so they are, you know, very small. Well, this may be our tiniest scoop yet. It certainly will be, Molly. We'll be right back with more of The Scoop after this word from our sponsors. Grown-ups, these ads are for you. I want to tell you about our sponsor, the Kroger family of stores. Kroger makes meal planning easy with thousands of recipes available now on Kroger.com. From everyday meals to holiday feasts, their collection of recipes caters to every occasion. You can even add all of a recipe's ingredients to your cart or shopping list instantly. Explore simple recipes using pantry staples or get the kids involved to make a new dish the whole family will love. Plus, their seasonal recipes offer the perfect opportunity to pair fresh ingredients with new ideas in the kitchen. Learn more by heading to Kroger.com recipes. Hello, mystery recipe grown-ups. We want to tell you about the complete DIY cookbook for young chefs. Designed for kids ages 8 to 13, this cookbook is filled with recipes to make your favorite store-bought items from scratch at home. Since it's called the DIY Cookbook, our producer Chad tried to DIY our no-churn ice cream recipe. Okay, so I've gathered my ingredients here, which is really just various forms of dairy. I have my blender here. All right, so my heavy cream is whipped. And now I'm adding the rest of my various dairy products. Going to blend this one more time. And it's really just that easy. Looks beautiful. So I may not be a kid, but I do have the cooking skills of one. And I can say this was so easy. It came out absolutely delicious. And it's true that things do taste better when you do them yourselves. You can find the complete DIY cookbook for young chefs on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. And we're back. Adelina, do you have your microscopic microphone set up over there? Yep. I think we should be good to go. All right, then. Take it away. Thanks, Molly. Today, I'm here with one of the oldest brother and sister partners in the bread-making biz. 
It's glutenin and gliadin. Can I ask you to introduce yourselves for us, please? Oh, well, sure. We just speak into these microphones here? You could hear us okay? Yep, don't worry. We can hear you fine. All right, well, I'm glutenin. And I'm gliadin. And we are protein molecules. That's right. Proteins found in wheat flour, to be exact. Great. So let me start by asking, what is a protein molecule? Well, the world is all made up of tiny things called molecules. Some of the smallest building blocks in the world around us. And different molecules do different things. So, you are two different protein molecules, is that right? That's right. As a gliadin molecule, I am small and a little tightly wound. You could say that again. (laughs) Oh, stop it. I'm small, tightly wound, and a little clingy. I don't like letting things go, so try not to get on my bad side. (laughs) As a glutenin molecule, I'm pretty large as far as proteins go and loosely coiled. (laughs) Loosely coiled is one way to put it. I'd call him an outright mess. We may bicker. But what do you expect from brother and sister? We do love each other, though, even if she is tightly wound. But anyways, I'm very strong and very flexible and make sure we could get stretched out while Glide in here makes sure we could always pull together and bounce back. I see. So glutenin is large, strong, and resilient, while gliadin is smaller and clingy. And you two are brother and sister? Always have been. (laughs) Yes, it's been, what, thousands of years now? We lost track, just too busy making that bread. And you work together. Yep, call us crazy. You'd think we were twins or something. We're always together. What do you do for work? Well, right now, a whole lot of nothing. (laughs) Yes, we're in dried flour right now. We're just hanging out on some starch, passing the time by. Lucky to have each other to talk to. Lucky is one word for it. But once you add some water to us, then that's our cue to get to work. We begin to change shape when water's in the picture. That's called hydration. Right. Once we come in contact with water, we start to link up with all the other glutenin and gliadin molecules around us to make a long chain of proteins. Those chains are called gluten. That gluten or those chains of proteins all weave together like a net or a spider's web. Gluten provides structure. Interesting. So let me recap a bit here. When flour is hydrated, which means mixed with water, the glutenin and gliadin molecules begin to connect to form gluten and give structure to the dough being made. You got it! So, how does that gluten affect whatever's being made? Well, it depends on what you're making, right? You can think of gluten almost like bite. How hard is it to bite into this baked good versus how easily it crumbles apart? A loaf of bread, for example, has a lot of bite. It's solidly together. Lots of gluten has developed. While a muffin doesn't have as much bite and is crumbly or comes apart more easily, less gluten. 
Huh. So when someone's baking, they might purposely change the amount of gluten that develops, a.k.a. how connected you are to each other. Sure. Lots of different things affect the gluten development of a recipe. For one, the amount of water. Recipes like muffins might use less water to stay crumbly. More water, more gluten, more bite? Right. Chewier baked good. Or the amount of mixing can have an effect too. You might see a recipe that says mix until just combined. The more you mix flour and water, the more gluten is developed. That's why with some doughs, like bread or pizza, you have to knead the dough after combining all the ingredients. Kneading is really working the dough by pushing and pulling it back and forth with your hands or a mixer. Sometimes you want to mix and knead a recipe a lot, like in bread, so that we have time to form a strong and sturdy web of gluten. But other recipes, like cookies, for example, don't want you to overmix your ingredients so the final result is tender and crumbly, not tough. Right. So more mixing, more gluten, chewier, baked good. You're good, kid. Of course she is. You are a professional through and through, Adelina. Why, thank you. So I have one last question for you both. Go for it. You've been together for thousands of years. What's your secret? How do you not get sick of each other? We compliment each other, I think. Exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. We each bring something different to the table that the other person needs. I'm flexible, but I'm tightly wound. I can keep things on track, but I'm not great at relaxing. She helps keep me on task, focused, and all put together. And I help her take a breath and make her laugh from time to time. Being that bit of support and filling in for each other to be the best we can be as a pair, that's our secret. It's what family is all about. We make a great team by recognizing who's best at what, being true to ourselves, and sometimes getting out of each other's way. Well, that's our scoop for today. Glutenin and gliadin create gluten, the structure of a baked good. And finding a partner who complements your strengths and weaknesses makes for a great team. Well, that's all for today. Back to you, Molly. Thanks, Adelina, and thanks to Glutenin and Gliadin for that science-filled interview. I think we sort of balance each other out well, Mitzi, don't you? You do? Well, sure. I bring food knowledge and podcasting expertise and the support of the America's Test Kitchen Kids brand. Right. Golly. And uh, what do I bring again? You bring the heart. Your kindness and joy, how excited about each week you are, and the smile you bring to the studio every single day. Really? I didn't realize there was value in bringing joy and heart into the things that we do. There is so much value in the joy you spread to everyone around you in everything that you do, Mitzi. Also, the puns. Oh, hey there, Parker. When did you get here? I just let myself in, since it's about time for... What's cooking? But Mitzi, you bring lots of A-plus puns to the table. I always love those, too. Gah, thank you, Parker. Listeners, 
This is Parker, our intern. They are a potholder. They use they, them pronouns and add such value to our team as well with their eagerness to learn and passion for all things cooking. But Parker is right. It is time for What's Cooking. For What's Cooking, listeners, we need your help. We want to know what's cooking in your kitchens. Ask your grown-up to help you record a voice memo on a phone, tablet, or computer and have them send it in to us at mysteryrecipe at americastestkitchen.com. That's right. We want to know your name, how old you are, and what you're making. It could be anything at all you're cooking up at home. Tell us about the ingredients, how you made it, and how it came out. And not just your shining stars, either. We love hearing about recipes that maybe didn't go exactly to plan. Because it can be really fun when things go a little off track in a recipe, and you always learn something from it. Each week, Parker and I will play some of your recordings on the show. So, grown-ups, send us those recordings to mysteryrecipeatamericastestkitchen.com. Parker went through all your submissions, and this week we have some great recipes and stories to share. Let's hear them, Parker. Hello, my name is my name is Wilbur, and my age is seven, and I live in London, England, and I'm cooking cherry and almond madeleines, and um, the ingredients are eggs, sugar, flour, ground almonds, baking powder, butter, honey. I'm with us since once and um, as many cherries as you can, as, as many mandolins are, are, as you're cooking. And you put one cherry in the middle of each mandolin so when you bite into it, it's a, it's a surprise. Thank you. I love your podcast. Bye. Hi, my name is Jeannie and I'm 11 years old. Um, recently, I made Tadik rice. It's a fluffy rice with a crispy edge. The rice is called the cello and the crust is called the Tadik. The bottom is cooked with cumin, yogurt, and salt, so it gets crispy and the fluffy rice gets a little seasoning. Sometimes we make it, the crust come out a little burnt, but I still like it. So sometimes it's a bit of a failure, but others, it's a success. My name's Lincoln. I'm five years old and I live in Tennessee. And today I'm going to be showing you how to make omelets. So um, you crack an egg in a bowl and you turn on your pan, then put your eggs in there. And then you put like basil, eggs, bacon, and then you cook it for a while, then flip it, then with a rest, and then you and then, and then you serve it, then you eat it. Great job to you both, and thanks to everyone who sent something in. We've got tons more coming up this season, and we're going to include as many of the submissions as we can. So keep listening if you didn't make it on this week. And grown-ups, it's not too late to send us your recordings. Those sounded so good. Our young chefs at home bring something to the table as well. What's that, Parker? Diversity. There are only three of us, after all, and we can only know so much. But since everyone listening at home is so different, when they send in foods they love to make, it makes the show so special and brings lots of new perspectives to the conversation. Parker, can I just say, you are the Bob.com. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, that's all for today, folks. Thanks for being a part of our team. And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is? 
So far, we've talked about eggs, vegetable oil, salt, sugar, and flour. If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you don't miss an episode. Until then, keep Keep on on cooking. cooking! Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birnbaum, and I am a bottle of Heinz tomato ketchup. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He is a cupcake. Kaya Williams was the associate producer for this episode. She is a caramel brownie. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a salty sweet chocolate chip cookie. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio. He's the cherry on top. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and is a fizzy drink. Our post-production supervisor is Ken Margolis, an artichoke. Our production manager is Diane Knox, who is also broccoli. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a garden-grown green zebra tomato. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's a homemade ravioli. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, deputy editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, assistant editor, Katie O'Hara, senior editor, Afton Cyrus, test cook, Andrea Vavjin, and test cook, Cassandra Loftlin. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan, Neo Sihi, Zoe Bates, Gina DeMay, Terry Kidd, and Adelina Rodriguez. Thanks again to our sponsors, Kroger and Driscoll's. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. You know what else I bring to the table, Molly? Sick beats. All right, that's my cue to leave. My name is Mitzi, and I'm here to say... grown-ups, I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts. And we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win.